Welcome to the Ditch a Diet podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Williams, life and weight loss coach. And here on this podcast, we talk all about giving up the struggle with yo-yo dieting. We also talk about healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can finally tick weight loss off the to-do list for good. Hello, welcome back to the podcast this week. So we're talking all about outsmarting the shitty committee this week. So have you ever noticed that there's a chorus of voices in your mind that tell you all the things that are wrong with your life? Or maybe it tells you all the things that are wrong with you. It might just be the one voice. It might be a chorus of voices. And it's really common and very, very normal. So I often coach women on their shitty committee. And I've had to coach myself and get coaching a lot on my own shitty committee. And there's some really common phrases that we hear our our brain telling us when we're on the weight loss journey. So things like you're so fat, you're such a fool, it's all your fault, your body is disgusting, you're never going to be able to lose weight, who do you think you are to do this? So if that sounds familiar or any variation of those phrases, you're probably hearing the shitty committee when this sparks up. And you're not alone. So this is sometimes referred to as your inner critic, your inner mean girl, but my favorite term is the shitty committee. And I really like that that term because it kind of reminds us that it's a little bit of a, a kind of comedic term in a way. You know, it kind of lightens things up a little bit. And once we understand that this is very normal and it's part of having a normal average human brain, it can really diffuse the situation. So today I wanted to talk to you about why it's so normal, how everyone experiences this, and then there's a couple of techniques that you can use to put some distance between those thoughts so that you don't have to think that it is the truth and that this is your worldview that you're just observing. So many of us experience these thoughts for so long that it really does just seem like a normal, natural part of our day. Like, this is just reality. Like, I'm just telling you what's going on in my life. You know, this is the truth. You know, things like you're not good enough. You're an imposter. You're always going to be fat. You're always going to be big, just like these voices say. And it is so normal and natural to have all of these negative thoughts, but it does not make them true. So we can start to outwit them as soon as they appear. See, studies on the average brain have shown that humans tend to have somewhere in the region of between 12 and 60,000 thoughts a day. I mean, that is just phenomenal, isn't it? If you think about like just the sheer volume of all the sentences flying around in your mind. And then on top of that, Studies have shown that about 80% of those are negative. So it doesn't matter what background you're from, what part of the world you're from. Apparently, this goes across the human board and it's part of the human condition that we have this many negative thoughts. So nothing has gone wrong with the way that we are thinking. So some schools of thought suggest that this type of thinking is all part of our survival instinct and this has served the human race really well. So with this negative bias in mind, humans have learnt and evolved over time what is dangerous, what is helpful for us, 
what to avoid in order to survive and to stay healthy. So this has helped the human race navigate dangers for thousands and thousands of years now. But in our modern day society, the vast majority of us don't experience that level of danger on a day-to-day basis. So many of these thoughts don't actually help us. So when you might experience discomfort, maybe uh, fear of doing something a little bit outside of your comfort zone, maybe it's a fear of failure, um, maybe it's a bit of disbelief and a, you know you don't really think it's possible, it could be that your brain is actually trying to help you and is actually trying to protect you from experiencing those feelings, which it's perhaps not distinguishing from genuine terror Um, you know, that you really shouldn't go, say, um, anywhere near a saber-toothed tiger, you know, or something like that. So it could be that your brain is genuinely trying to protect you. And, you know, knowing that means that we can then come to understand what our brain is trying to do. It's not trying to, to harm us by having these thoughts. It may just be protecting us in the best way it thinks possible. Some other schools of thought also think that these may also represent programmed phases that we've heard over the course of our life, maybe from childhood. So if you were repeatedly told that you were no good, that you were fat, if you got bullied by um, people at school when you were a child, it may be that you keep hearing those phrases that you heard as a child again and again. So so that again means it's not necessarily true. It could be that just that you're hearing those phrases again and again, a little bit like a broken record. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with your brain. And there are strategies that we can use to start to put distance between yourself and those thoughts so you don't have to take it on as a reality. Okay, so I see women struggling so much with the belief that all the things that your shitty committee says to you is the truth. And so a lot of the coaching I do is really breaking that down and separating them from their thoughts so that they can actually see them as almost like an external entity. It's just a float, uh, a sentence floating around your mind. And then you get to choose, do I want to actually hang on to that and believe that as the truth and reality? Or do I want to think something else? So sometimes women are speaking to me as if they are simply reading the news when they speak about how they are just not good enough, that they can't do this, that it's just impossible for them. And it creates a huge amount of pain and struggle. So this is exactly why I wanted to share this with you today. So one coach I've worked with teaches the concept that the mind has something similar to a ticker tape going across the screen on the news channel. So, you know, the 24 hour news that you see and there's like a bar at the bottom of the screen and it just has this kind of scrolling news and it's just telling you the breaking news along the bottom. Well, imagine if all of your thoughts were like that and they were all just sentences scrolling across this ticker tape, like the breaking news, 60,000 thoughts like that going on through your mind. And the thing is, you don't necessarily even notice the vast uh, majority of these thoughts. You don't act on the vast majority of these thoughts either. But every now and then one of these thoughts comes down into our consciousness and into our awareness and we may start to act on it. So if it's one of these negative thoughts like you're going to fail, 
then you may start ruminating on this. You may start feeling defeated and disappointed. And then you may find that the way you're looking at the world is through this lens of I'm going to fail. And then you're going to find all the reasons why this is true. So if we are able to challenge this from the start and really question, is that the truth? Am I really going to fail? This exercise in critical thinking allows us to start outwitting our shitty committee and it gives us so much empowerment um, around managing our mind and deciding what actually works for me and how do I want to think. So if you were to reframe this, you could see it for what it genuinely is. It's a sentence. It is a string of words that is offered by your mind. So that's why writing down all of the things that are on your mind is so powerful. And that's one thing that I would highly recommend you do if you don't actively have that practice is to just do some thought downloads. It's what we call thought downloads. It's like get all of that stuff out of your brain, especially in your, if you're in a place of struggle and pain. Just seeing what's going on in your brain on a piece of paper allows you to really start to see it for what it is. All of these sentences on the page that your brain is offering to you gives you a bit of separation from them that is not necessarily the truth in the way you're seeing the world. It can be a really sobering experience because sometimes when you see some of those sentences on paper, it actually starts to, to make you think, wow, is that really what I'm thinking? Like, that's definitely not true. Some of them are so outrageous that you just think, no, I don't, I definitely don't want to think that. And other ones, they might feel true, but we do get to start critiquing them and challenging them and deciding what works best for us. So some of them may be an observation. You know, you get to choose whether or not it is helpful for you to think these things because the truth is they are true sometimes. So it might be that you need to challenge and reframe the sentence and think about whether or not it's helpful. So for instance, one of the thoughts that I had were things like a very truthful statement. You're 20 kilos heavier than you used to be. That's one of the things that I used to think when I was at the top end of my weight before I started losing weight. And that used to make me feel really, really shit. <laughs> you know, I, I did not like that thought, but it was technically the truth. I was 20 kilos heavier than I used to be. So then I started to think to myself, well, is this really helpful actually to keep feeling so crap and so disappointed in myself and to really focus on that plus 20 kilos, it wasn't helping me. So when I was able to look at it as, is this helping me? Is this something that I really want to keep thinking? You know, does it help me to do something effective in my life by thinking this way? And what do I get from actually buying into this thought? Does it actually give me any benefit? Now, if the answer is no, not very much, it is a great candidate for questioning and reframing that thought. So even though they seem like reality, you know, when we have these thoughts for so long, they seem really real. And it's very, very normal as we've already discussed. You know, your inner critic, it can feel like they are actually running the show. So now that we get to write everything that's going on in your mind down and really start to question, is this actually how I want to think? Is this actually helping me today? Then we get to start to control our inner critic a little bit more, or perhaps control isn't even the right word, but we get to question our inner critic so much more and really decide how we want to direct that. 
So how do we actually start to diffuse the shitty committee? Well, once you've got all of your thoughts down on a piece of paper, one tactic or technique that you can use is to give the story a name. So for instance, if you have a thought that you're going to fail, and maybe you have some related thoughts to that, like I'm going to fail, it never works for me, it's never worked before, so I'm never going to do it, you know, I have no evidence that I can do this, so what's the point in even trying? If you're thinking like that, then maybe you give that kind of group of thoughts a story name. Maybe it's the I'm a failure story. So once you've given it a story name, this actually gives you a little bit of distance from those thoughts. So your inner critic is not necessarily still running the show when you've given it a story name because you've decided that this is the I'm a failure story. And whenever you hear your brain sparking up with that story again, what you want to practice doing is catching that at the time and, and seeing the, oh, look, I'm telling myself I'm a failure story again. Thanks, brain. That's not really helping me right now, though I don't need to know that right now, but thank you for trying to keep me safe. So that is one way that you can start to diffuse all of the thoughts of the shitty committee. So giving it a story name. The other one is to actually start thinking, um, sorry, to start noticing these thoughts whenever you're thinking them. So, you know, for instance, if you're, you're going with the failure one, like I'm going to fail. So whenever you start to notice that you're thinking I'm going to fail, then you want to just start adding on, oh, look, I'm thinking that thought again, I'm going to fail. I'm noticing that I'm thinking that thought again, I'm going to fail. And what you're, you're doing by um, adding those, those uh, words onto the start of the sentence is that you're actually really telling your brain, look, this is just a thought. Oh, look, I'm noticing again. I'm thinking that thought again. I'm a failure. I'm notice I'm thinking that thought, I'm a failure. So you're not necessarily taking ownership of that story, of those thoughts and running and having them run the show and walking around and believing that that is the truth, that you are a failure. What you're doing is you've just got that distance between you now so that you can start to think, okay, these are just thoughts. Look, I'm thinking this thought again. I am a failure. Does that really serve me? Is that helping me in this moment? The thing to say about all of this, though, is that we want to accept that chances are your mind is always going to have 80% of negative thoughts. It's just the way it is. So accept that they're going to be there. You are human and you've got a normal human brain. So we don't want to fight this because when we start fighting this, we start trying to push them away and resist them. And the thing is that can create more pain and more struggle. What I see a lot of women doing as well is going into a shame spiral and then into a guilt spiral as well. They go into a shame spiral because they believe that this is the truth and they go into a guilt sp uh, spiral as well. But as soon as they st we start coaching and they start recognizing, oh, wow, it's all of these thoughts that I'm thinking that's making me feel like this. I shouldn't be thinking this way. So then they start judging themselves and they start blaming themselves for thinking this way. So this is where we really need to come back into that. You know, look, we've got a human brain. 80% of our thoughts are always going to be negative. Let's just accept that fact. Let's not fight that. Chances are you're always going to have some variation of these negative thoughts. We do not have to fight them. All we need to do is just accept that they're there 
And we put a bit of distance between ourselves and those thoughts. We give them a story name. We notice that we're thinking them like, oh, look, I'm thinking that thought again. That will start to diffuse them. I almost think it's like if you can visualize your inner critic or your shitty committee, just throwing grenades over the fence, like live grenades. And you're using all of these techniques to actually diffuse those grenades. They don't blow up in your face and hurt you. You know, but you're not trying to pretend that they're not there. You're not trying to push them away. You're not trying to lob them back over the fence and then hurt your inner critic, for instance. You know, you're not trying to fight back. You're just going, okay, there it is. There's a live grenade. And I just want to do something to diffuse this right now so it doesn't hurt me. Like, I'm a human. These are always going to be there. And that's okay. So let's just start accepting them and diffusing them. Give them a story name. And then just notice that you're thinking that thought again and again and practice that as much as you need to until you start to feel that struggle and that pain and that fight just start easing because the more you accept that that's there and the more you, you distance yourself, the greater the amount of peace and calm you're going to experience in your life. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Um, if you've got any questions or if you have any comments, then why not come over to my website? It's kerrydwilliams.com forward slash 3434. So you'll come straight to this page uh, with the podcast and you can leave some comments there. All right. I will be back next week with another podcast episode. And until that time, have a lovely week and I will speak to you soon. If you're ready to end yo-yo dieting for good and to heal your relationship with food and your body, why not come and join us on the free Facebook community, Life Beyond Dieting Community. This is a community for women who have experienced a long history of yo-yo dieting, a place where we can explore all sorts of issues like accepting our body just as it is and how we can actually create a new relationship with food and our body so that we can actually feel happy and content in our own skin finally. So on this group, you'll also find there's a weekly segment from me where I'll be sharing a video on a particular topic to give you inspiration and tips to support you on this journey. So on Facebook, search for Life Beyond Dieting Community and come on over and join us. I look forward to seeing you there.